Wasted Ass Wasteland, one, poet in the Everglades. Before impact, I had a vision of emerging into the ocean and swimming out of the Jeep. The grasslands are sensational this time of year. That very first experience, that very first level, that very first world, that very first kiss. Death is whatever we make it out to be. I myself am death. She emerged and then it all began. The wind outside is fresh and we all want a piece of it. The beginning. Aristotle was a fucking jerk. Convoluted mazes deter from the start and finish lines. Blur them, but don't brag about it. That's what Braggart the bunny rabbit does. He's another no bunny. No, no funnies. No fun. A collage of mixed messages left on. Turn off the phone and don't receive any more dandelions. We got both whistles. Should we proceed to the next world? Let's cheat on everyone and get everything for ourselves. This two-player game has its accomplices so that it doesn't get lonely. I wouldn't want to bore anybody with all the sordid details. Let's get to 2000 by Monday. That'll get them off our backs. We're all in this together. Life is a stupid little video game. This part's the easiest. All the mushrooms are easy to defeat. I just fart on them and they go away. Narcissus got his head cut off because he snagged the flower. All these items make me want to do what is done best. The leaves are green this time of year, but they can't be controlled. There's a timer, and if I don't adhere to it, then I lose all my lives. Black smoke cats have nine. I have two left. Visuals, rhetoric, monster. Good for. Is there anything other than modern art? If there is, then I'm afraid of it. Fear. That thing that makes us not want to be friends with everyone around us. Talk to Father Figurines about it. The action figures. Go figure. There's not a chorus to Sister A. Grateful underground. Your little sister wants to get married too. Velvet dead. He's talking far too much. I think we should rip off all of his limbs and feed them to the alligators. Candies, fairy tales, and diggers. The sound of a baby emits from a distance. They just went to the bathroom. If you don't want to wait on someone to give you something, then get it your damn self. V. I wish Frank could be forever young. Sybil Shepherd, Jack. We fly through this part. It might even be my favorite one. Idyllic. Little kids playing in their parents' yards. We watch cartoons and have sleepovers. This shit is so innocent. We might even have a girlfriend. Who knows? No responsibility when you're not tall enough for roller coasters. Things still haven't gotten convoluted yet. It's simple, but nostalgia has to be created. Otherwise, what's the point of going forward? No, that's too morbid. Forget everything I just said. Forget everything I've ever said. Hamlet and I are going to go chill and listen to Joni Mitchell. I could be bounded in a nutshell and count myself king of infinite space were it not that I had bad dreams at night. Nightmares of being obscure, driving at night and suddenly going blind, and alien abductions. Baby Hamlet's bad dream. The key to beating the first world is to take what you loved doing as a child and turn that into a career. Fear will try to keep you from scrolling over, but jump the fuck over it and keep going. Don't deny what it's like to be little and not have any abilities. The enthusiasm starting has to be kept, or otherwise, who gives a flying blank? Two, beach monsters. The sand is ever-changing. It's the first major transition. Things start to get a little harder. Things aren't so sweet these days. 
we're getting closer to the garage rock apocalypse a surf party with beast and the like give it a go nowism begins your dad stops giving you lessons it's time to start doing it your dang self grow up a bit and hit the streets the sun attacks you while wearing sunglasses and the ground begins to kill you if you wait too long move fast or forever behold your peace you're a knight equals kill the pawns what began as just a doodle I was in between jobs and I wasn't sure where I wanted to live. I was eating way too much cheese at the time. I sat down at that table, alone and devoid of chemicals, for no particular reason. Art was more important at that moment. It probably only took an hour or so to make the Death Beach album cover. That was the moment my character leveled up. There was something there that I could use that hadn't previously existed. The original hangs in my studio. I talked to it, and it's an old friend now. It stands on sand, and I have frozen it in a frame. DBB can't leave. Love is merely for the familiar. We've got to love, but we don't know how. We're sirens. Change is hard to become acquainted with and get to know. But in the second act, ask evolution out on a date, a state date. Get to know the unknown. Eventually, intimately, and intuitively. Then, rings, rings. I've gotten fired from pretty much every job I've ever had. I hate change. Pennies and nickels. Suck give me order or give me death the chaos machine creates schedules are pultritude punk is jammy and hardcore the porter fleming literary competition didn't want anything to do with me these poems are far too stream of consciousness for our liking is what emery believes fuck high art pop art is the only kind of art that matters in these grains inferno let inferno stages slash levels there's not multiple mini dungeons quite yet you're a fucking dungeons and dragons nerd Never wanted to sit around in a comic book shop and play cards without girlfriends. So I smoked weed and pounded beers and I listened to Led Zeppelin and I bought a skateboard and I was so wasted. And I was a hippie and I was a burnout and I had a skateboard and I was so heavy man I lived on the sand. I did everything I could to be cool. Now, character assassination. Talk shit about mirrors and don't care. What people think of me is none of my business. Pick up a handful of sand and use it as a weapon. That which consumes you and can kill you can be used to defend yourself against criminals turn it all around and use the deadly environment to your advantage this is the barren wasteland home was so comfortable and leafy this place sucks this is everyone's least favorite part it's the point where you decide whether or not to live or die forever there is a whistle it's a really big secret the hidden track on this record is government center by modern lovers the hidden track on this epic poem is this is all a ploy to get you not to go insane. T.S. Eliot's insane character was kept at bay. Parts were omitted from Proofrock to keep him from seeming flat-out bonkers. My insane archetype doesn't give a shit. He's a dying god. He's in his deathbed, and he's playing Super Mario Bros. 3 on the Super Nintendo. He's a giant hand that's taken too many mushrooms, and he's listening to, in the following order, Hardly Art by the Jacuzzi Boys, Can't Get No by Dead Ghosts, Two by Led Zeppelin, Sticky Fingers by the Rolling Stones. Dalloway has a crazy dude. All of those modernist writers had at least one. Joyce had one in every one. Faulkner's Quentin. All of Hemingway's cats were nuts. We're chilling at a cafe in Paris, getting shit-faced off of wine, and we are fucking out of our minds crazy. But so the hell is everyone else. My crazy person is an expatriate from Charleston, South Carolina. He knew the right spot to stick into. He's got the cheat codes. 
there's a part of quicksand that leads you to the secret bottom level. Once you get there, you're in an art gallery. It's the first Southern art gallery ever. You're in prison for a day, but you got a daily reprieve. So there's a computer that you can hack into and write coded messages on. Write the way, write the right one, and you can warp out of the sand world. That's the whistle. Typed. Type in the correct assemblage of words, letters, and phrases. A drum set appears in the middle of the lobby. You play it, and it makes whistling sounds. Then, and only then, will a tornado appear through the Coggins Gallery and teleport you to the third world. Three. ATL blank space is. ATL is where TV dinner is. ATL is where the Southern Beatles came from. ATL matters. ATL is where we used to go to get super drunk for New Year's. ATL is where I am right outside of. ATL is where Hazel Motes drove to to go kill people with some gospels. This one might be everyone's least favorite because shit starts to get even harder. You gotta swim or you're gonna get swallowed whole. Behemoths run this bitch and patrol the waters hourly. Get you some scuba gear or a frog suit. Get it while supplies last. You finally got past the desert and you stand on the sandy shore where prophets wept. Jump in and submerge into a wet dream. At this point, you've got to relearn everything. There's no running or jumping involved in this one. Evolve into a merman or be eradicated. It might take a million years to get the legs to morph into a giant tail, to become a giant tiger. It's like you're a baby anything. Your eyes have to adjust to the sun. You just became aware that there were flames behind you, and now you've got to start over completely. This one's got a ton of prizes, though, if you can last. There's a secret ship you can get. Take it to many different islands and snag up all their booty. Play the slot machines and break apart treasure chests with brunt fist. Now, there's multiple mini castles and tons of mermaids to sing to you. The songs of experience are yelled through gills and feelings of excitement. The adventuring gets interesting. The sea has all kinds of creatures to mate with and consume. I want to get with those. Caves within caves within caves within beyond the grave. This life brings whole new meaning. Frog suits are useless anywhere else. Sea urchins, sea urchin, ro- <laughs> sea urchin rules in sewers. The sea world is the anomaly. It's the beginning of a paradigm shift. Gertrude Stein is a water realm. Pink flag is a hydrogen bomb. The Velvet Underground and the Stooges make futuristic music. Some parts are completely submerged, while others are like an iceberg. Parts of this poem are specific, and other parts are vague, abstract, modernist expressions. Punk journalism and pictures of people's poop hold hands and stare at each other. The wet world is where it's at, but don't get too attached. You'll find, ten, you'll find that ten years have gone by. Mario's, Mario's been on this island for far too long. Making love to Cersei and Calypso simultaneously. He's such a whore. I gotta save the princess. She's the one I love. These chicks are strumpets. This isn't my destiny. I'm destined for great things. And eating grapes and having mistresses ain't one of them. I'm a family man, I am. The dragon is terrorizing the entire kingdom. And here I am, getting mine. So he gets up from his throne of seashells, hops on an urchin, and goes towards that fourth step. The water world can be immediately skipped. It's an illusion anyway. I've been on the surface this whole time, but I went ahead and got wet-brained. It's an ego thing. You buy a dog whenever you decide to get one. That helper friend brings you to the next act. That was far too cryptic, Angel Ghost. The third world is a cop-out. You think you've beat every level, but you keep having to continue. And every time you do, 
you've got to start over again. However, as soon as you choose the option for game over, you return to the title screen to find that you've made it to the fourth world. The way to get there is to fucking give up. And for some reason, there ain't no cheat code to tell you that shit. You just have to figure it out for yourself. What a wacky, wet world. I'm not, I'm not allowed to go back and read everything or edit and every. I'm not allowed to go back and read everything or edit anything until it's all over. It's crossed out. Four, giant craziness. My favorite Jimi Hendrix song might be the one that Noel Redding sings on Access Bold as Love. She's so fine. I just watched that video on YouTube. Frank brought me a Coke earlier. He's Robin Hood. I brought an apple from home and I'm about to eat it. Soda truck. Straight edge hero Henry Rollins along with Ian and Jonathan Richmond. Ian fights and kills the weed demon. Kurt Cobain was intimidated by Rollins and wouldn't talk to him because Henry was sober. So Courtney talks to Rollins for her husband. Michael and Jason go downtown. X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X Coke and Apple. If more people know that I stumbled upon a way to get to stop getting fucked up, then maybe one day, when they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, they'll send me a Facebook message and ask me how I did it, and I'll tell them everything. Apple and Coke. Eve bit that apple, and her and Lilith mellowed out to some fish tunes. I just cracked open 140 calories in a can and bit the hell out of my apple. All of a sudden, red lights flash from seven different lo- directions. I get up and start running as fast as I can. I toss off my suit and tie as I'm going, and heroin by the Velvet Underground starts playing loudly in the background. My body begins to get bigger and bigger. A bee then stings me in my butt cheeks, and I feel super fucked up from all this. And I come out of that blackout. I am as big as a big-ass building. But so is everything and everyone else. Me being an egomaniac, this is exactly where I want to be. This is heaven. But is it? I eat some more of my apple and take another sip of my Coke. This feels all too familiar. This seems to be, oddly enough, a lot like where I used to live. The cave was my mindset. And ego is a shackling son of a gun. I I decided to get out of that because I outgrew it. But now I'm starting to get too big for my britches. Bear rabbit and bear fox and bear bear. I think I'm super big and cool, but I'm just a tar baby, baby doll. Some tubes take me back to my former form, but everything else is still as large. That's when I get put put back in my place, going back and forth inside. A broken record. The island is skipping, skippering and painterings and adventuring and airing and airing and airing. Find the golden earring and you can stay the same size, but it's your choice which you want to be. No suits in this one, but utilize the growth ability and you'll kill them all. Blitzkrieg bop them all on the head with ease. This pride ain't so bad when it's kept in check. The treasure chest with the golden earring is in the dungeon on a small island. It's surrounded by rapid, rapidly growing rabble rousers. This is all starting to sound so British. You're ready to go destroy those dudes. But then that voice chimes in. It tries to get you to go back and be a coward. Don't make anything. Don't do anything. Go check your emails, even after you've checked them like 30 minutes ago. Just fucking suck at life. Trigger the release valve and blow this shit up. It's that crazy voice again. I thought we got rid of him, but we didn't. This is the worst possible time for him to reemerge. He never goes away, though. Even though you're big, he's still hanging out in the cave trying to get you to shrink down and crawl back in it. 
At this point, the rabid, rapidly growing rabble rousers are steadily approaching. You get the idea to print off this poem and have it come with mazes. The obsession with making video games without using code is another nagging sensation that's different from the general pride and ego dude. It's a deconstructing that goes on for weeks and lingers with slow results. Should this be an Atari game, like just like Slow Year? Should this be a choose-your-own-adventure book or a visual novel? Should this just be a comic book with little mazes instead of collages as visuals? The visuals recently in the comic poems have been cut-up parts of Madden magazines. I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Ulysses slash Mario with the Dali mustache slash J-Truck slash Jason Walter slash Orange Painter slash the protagonist slash the narcissist murders up the rapidly growing rabble-rousers before they get bigger than me. And then I become a famous punk. But I don't, but I don't, but, but, but I don't win the game. The launch pad to the sky is in the distance. The sky is a two-part episode. Five, Clouds Part One. Domino Moon just started playing in my head, so I watched a video of that song on YouTube. That song's my favorite one on the new Jacuzzi Boys record, Hardly Art. This is my favorite place to be. I'm getting my head in the clouds. The boot is in this world, and the boot is my favorite fucking item in the entire universe. The boot is my iTunes playlist, and all my video games, and my skateboard, and my surfboard, and my boogie board, and my bike, and my comic books, and my regular books, and my TV, all wrapped up into one. I'm not quite in the clouds completely yet, because my brain is wavering between feeling less than and feeling superior. Shouldn't have watched that video. I went on tour a few times. I've made a bunch of graphic novels. I don't get recognized in public. I... The the record gets broken. The abstraction remains guarded. Ben Stein. The brain gets footballed. The program guide gets lost. The others. Who the hell reads poetry these days anyway? I personally would rather go see a band than hear poets read their shit any day of the week. Morbid, morbid, morbid. Life sucks. Feeling self-conscious, but I get past the gate, and now I'm in the battlefield. The boot helps for part of it, but then I'm on my own when I'm away from that spiked boot of a home. The nostalgia is preserved in that boot space, and I ain't got an answer to no one. I can spit fire and walk on anything I want. It never lasts, though. It's that fleeting bit of space before I gotta do a bunch of stuff I don't wanna. I wanna walk around with you. I want to sniff some glue. I want to be well. No, right now, I want to sniff some glue. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I want to win the Masters. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Why does it even matter? I kill the guards with my regular abilities, and I beat the first mini dungeon. The boss is the same as always. It's crossed out. Then I see the stairway to the sky. Be patient. Collect enough secret seashells, and something good is bound to happen. I just picked up the 20th seashell, and the upward path emerged from the horizon. What once was invisible is clear as day. Is clear at day. The spiral suit. St- <laughs> the spiral staircase is in the middle of a courtyard that's surrounded by an infrastructure. There's hoodlums and camouflage at every entrance and around the stairwell, so I've got to be extra careful. If I'm quiet and cloaked, then they might not even notice me. Notice me climbing upward. I go looking for some extra sea cells to pass the time while I ponder on how to sneak past the hoodlums. Days go by, and I eventually find five more shells. Some were under rocks. For one, I had to give a ghost an open mouth kiss. For another, I had to go for a quick swim. 
Then a chest opens up and there's a black suit inside. I put on my black suit like Raphael did in the comic books and like Spider-Man did in the comic books and I become anti-venom. I don't know what he looks like so I google image anti-venom. To make a very long and retarded short sen- short story short, at mid at nighttime, I sneak past all the hoodlums and begin to climb the staircase. Once I'm about halfway up the stairs, one of the hoodlums notices a large black glob going skyward, so he yells out, Hey, you guys! Let's get that punk! I start to cry because they're going to punch my brains out, and I just wish I was back in my boots chillering. But my tears fall, and they're acid rain, which burns those dudes' brains out, and I climb up into the clouds. Clouds. Part de. Now I'm famous. Mick Jagger lets me turn one of his doodles into a 12-issue graphic novel. And I turn all of Please Kill Me, the uncensored oral history of punk, into a graphic novel. PleaseKillMe.com. Harry Gum. Negative dads are supposed to be stoner X-Men, but when is the release date? Making comics is far more time-consuming than blank space. Several peeps say they're artists or in a band, but really they own a bass guitar and have made a few doodles. Popularity and money corrupt and are the two reasons that all the protagonists in modernist novels are out of their minds. Fear of people and economic insecurity drive me crazy. Z, 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 town. The creative make money from video games, not by writing poems that simulate the experience of playing a video game. Oh shit, my head's supposed to be in the clouds. Um, 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 being in the sky is way harder than the process of getting here. I've got to jump from cloud to cloud or I fall thousands of miles back to where I was. Sometimes I've got to skip across some birds. I kill an albatross with some fruit and I hang the bird around my neck. Up here anything goes. I can say or do whatever I please. All the earthlings are down below doing bullshit. I'm the king of this cumulus palace. My albatross necklace designates me as the superior sultan of this universe. But I see a frozen island below me. It's a giant block of ice, and within it, there is a massive walrus frozen stiff. The ice world is the biggest world yet. It's vast and uncharted. It stretches far across this galaxy. An iceberg that is a long, single ten strip. I don't want to have my body be up here anymore. I want to see what's down below. How do I do that? Venom and Negaduck are the two bosses of the sky. They won't allow me to leave until I beat them in a hot dog eating contest. I'm a bottomless pit. I can eat anything and for as long as I want. These fuckers don't even know. I accept this challenge, Venom and Negaduck. Then Bizarro Superman rolls up and he's the one who actually is going to be eating hot dogs against me competitively in this hot dog challenge. This is some bullshit. You guys are cheaters, man. This is so not cool. Then, a bunch of angel ghosts appear out of nowhere and eat all the hot dogs up. Anti-Venom, which is me at this point, regular Venom, Bizarro Superman, and all the angel ghosts have a dance party to the following cassettes in this particular order. Sharkbait by Sonic Heat, even though I haven't gotten it in the mail yet. The first Boring Portals record, the first Dead People record, Attitude and Pink Motherfucker by Vane Cranes, Juvenile and Lucy 2 by The Clap. We decide to play Lucy 2 backwards to see if it has any hidden messages. The hidden message to Lucy 2 is press down, down, left, right, up, up, start, select at the title screen and you will be at the ice realm. I press them jams up and I'm somewhere cold as lice. Six. 
the Georgia Heats. Intermission. I gotta piss and check my emails. I'm afraid of making a certain kind of code, so I make an obscene amount of the code that I am good at making. I think I'm good at it, so I'll keep pretending that I am and moving forward to get to the finish line. Material success. Franny Hall, living dead dude, lover, and Montgomery Justice were all supposed to get to the frozen island in shitty Marvel Universe, but I decided not to keep making issues of that series. I'm all of those characters wrapped up into one. Everything I make is a psychodrama anyway. Better late than never. I'm at the frozen island, and there's money and villains and ice blocks. I get me some, a fire flower, and I start making me some sweet cash. The cash is sweet because it's also edible. This island is where the sirens live. What do my sirens look like? Should they be like mermaids? Should they be like bird women? Should they be literal sirens? Should they be at all? My sirens are none of the above. They're a thing that exists but isn't defined. Each is a blank space. Each is a female blank space. That is how they look. You're seduced by the blank space. You want to fill it up. You can't let it remain blank. You want to take its place. Something needs to be there. We're sirens. I am attracted. I was heartbroken and attracted. Now I'm just attracted. Fuck clues, blues. Traveling is the only way to make any money. If I didn't use my firepower to burn these blocks, I wouldn't be able to snag up all these money-ass coins. That's when the maze turns into a home. I'm back at the Everglades. I'm nostalgic and in love and having a blast. My guns that I got turn into brunch. This maze isn't a maze. It's a restaurant that serves super cheap and delicious brunch. I eat it up with my GF. We're on vacation. Meet the Beatles is playing on the loudspeakers. Heather gives me a kiss and tells me to beat the game. She knows I want to really badly. I'm addicted to finishing things. I've always got to be engaged in activity because I love finishing. I've been wearing the albatross necklace this entire time, and that piece of jewelry represents my constant beckoning to be engaged in work. Work is my siren song. Andy Warhol was a workaholic. I wish there was a 12-step program for workaholics. I finally allow myself to number these pages that I've written. I'm at 14. My goal was slash is to get to 16, and I'm almost there. So... I jump into a giant green pipe after I murder the boss of this maze world. The boss is also a giant green pipe, but an even bigger one than the one I have to jump into. I slide down the portal and drop right down into dick hell. 7. Post, 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 modernism. What the fuck is really the difference? Bullshit scholars want to keep adding posts on social media websites to make people think that their literature is evolved and super good. You can't fake paradigm shifts. They aren't orgasms. Nothing's changed since the days of the ancients. I'm a platonic philosopher. Everything I believe, Socrates and Copernicus and Buddha figured out forever ago. Be nice to people and stop hitting yourself. This world is an infinite book of mazes. It's a billion Borges short stories. It's lost levels. It's deconstructionism and an hour-long guitar solo. Hippies and punks are starting to not look too different from one another. In a digression, what was once dissimilar eventually becomes akin to that which it originally reacted against. Wait long enough and everything comes back around. In a big enough maze, you're going to pass by the same things multiple times. This realm is a realm of 10,000 things, and all the things are on repeat. The playlist might be random, but it is finite. In this world, the treasure chests give me guns. I've got the manpower to kill a bunch of dudes easily, but dang it if these puzzling labyrinths don't take years to navigate through. I mean, I am dang near going through circles trying to undo all this convolution. 
I just want to get to my destination. I don't want to have to work on the weekends anymore. I want to just be able to make money from poems, comics, comic poems, and music. I want to get recognized by cool people. I want, I want, I want. These desires are the labyrinth. Life itself is simple, but these cravings for things build walls around me. The walls are too tall to climb over, but they are all in my mind and of my own making anyway. Overwhelming craving is a world of extremely elaborate mazes. As soon as I begin to enjoy being in the maze, as soon as I forget about trying to get to the finish line, that's when the maze turns into a home. I'm back at the Everglades. I'm nostalgic and in love and having a blast. My guns that I got turned into brunch. This maze isn't a maze. It's a restaurant that gives super cheap and delicious brunch. I eat it up with my GF. We're on vacation. Meet the Beatles is playing on the loudspeakers. Heather gives me a kiss and tells me to beat the game. She knows I want to really badly. I'm addicted to finishing things. I've always got to be engaged in an activity because I love finishing. I've been wearing the albatross necklace this entire time and that piece of jewelry represents my constant beckoning to be engaged in work. Work is my siren song. Andy Warhol was a workaholic. I wish there was a 12-step program for workaholics. I finally allow myself to number these pages that I've written. I'm at 14. The goal was slash is to get to 16, and I'm almost there. So I jump into a giant green pipe after I murder the boss of this maze world. The boss is also a giant green pipe, but an even bigger one than the one I just have to jump into. I slide down the portal and drop right down into dick hell. Eight, Dick Hell Infinity Symbol. This is the ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the ending of an odyssey, but that doesn't really bother me. I used to work on Death Beach. That was the second world, the sand world slash the desert. I'm in hell where ghosts wander aimlessly and there's fire and a bunch of archetypal evil dudes. Satan, a giant pink elephant, anti-good guy slash occult asshole, the chaos machine, Zeus, the villain formerly known as God, Cowboy Troy, these are all the previous villains that I have devised. I am my own worst enemy. Rewind Paranoia. If I play the track Paranoia backwards, then I hear yet another secret code. It tells me to chill the fuck out. It tells that bitch to be cool. It tells me things that I need to hear, but don't want to hear. I am not T.S. Eliot, nor was I meant to be. I am not Hamlet, nor was I meant to be. I am not Richard Hell, nor was I meant to be. I am something else. Growing up in public. Wanting attention like a whore wants. I shoot Satan in the face. I punch a cold asshole in his dick. I laser gun the chaos machine's horns off. I call Zeus a mean name and he scampers off. I cut Cowboy Troy's head off. Please don't kill me. Danny Fields created the Stooges and Paul Morrissey created the Velvet Underground. There's no father to a style. Frankenstein. Everything's a copy of a copy of a copy. Being spiritual is far more trippy than mushrooms or LSD ever was. DJ Maddo is playing outside. Jonathan Green is staring at me in my mind's eye. LSDD. Acid Jock is a talk show host now. I'm about to cross the finish line. E. E Ghost. E Tank. Everything's a popularity contest these days. That's what social media has done. We're all burning in a 24-hour beauty pageant. Look at me. I'm so cool. I'm so pretty. Like me. Share with me. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. The final boss is my obsession with wanting to be famous. I do care about money, but I really care about seeing my shit in print. In magazines. Please interview me. The final boss is me. All of the other... All of the henchmen throughout 
have been smaller versions of the bigger villain, the fact that I am a whiny little brat. This poem is the best character assassination that's ever been created. I am a sniper of my own coolness. My sniper rifle, <laughs> my sniper rifle is Facebook. The princess is you clicking like. Too many heads on this piece. Be mine. The right to booze. Your dog. Wrong mask. Big boys don't quarantine. Call mom. Hair down. Miss you. Drink bleach. Anti-meme. No fun. Hand claps, number six. The addicted states of America. America, you've got me resorting to fan fiction to get my message out. And even so, I'm jaded. No one cares anymore. This canvas can copy A. Ginsburg and the American art book all at once. But with books being burned from our minds, who is left to remember the original source? America, you're obnoxious. I once thought it was just the South that was backward. But it's the whole corporate exoskeleton of the green beast that oppresses us with the illusory notion that we're free. Americans have never been free. Somebody blew up America, but that's also how it began. Americans enslaved themselves to a history of bloodshed and guilt when they wiped away the indigenous population. But it's okay now, though, because we have iPhones and tablets, and then Featherheads got them too. We even gave the Red Men some football teams as well. Who needs visions and surreal flights to a kingdom on the sun when you got the internet at your disposal? I can like anything I want whenever I want. The evening nothing news is always at my disposal. America, you're a fucking frat boy. You have a sense of entitlement that makes me sick to my stomach. It infests every one of us from the moment we enter your furry hole of a womb. God stuck a flag in your muddy butt cheeks, America, and that's how you were born. Since then, I plagiarized pictures of Casper while running back steel MLK essays from the internet. But it's okay, because after that, it's the NFL for 1%, along with the baller lifestyle. Of Warhols, chandeliers, Basquiat's, and white culture's conservative respect, even though I'm a libertarian, I respect a Greg Johnson. He's not a thug because he's rich and plays for the Virginia Wolves. America, your money's flooding in from the lottery, Fortune 500 schools, the blood of the backs of professional athletes, and quick loan companies. Muslims are a threat to our freedom. My freedom for it to be socially acceptable for me to drink so much alcohol that a frat boy rapes me at a party while I'm in a blackout at a frat house. But it's totally cool because we were both like totally wasted. My freedom to play in bands and do heroin 
and NYC in the 70s. The freedom to relapse on prescription pills because I broke my leg. The freedom to get diabetes and plague my family with obscene hospital bills. The freedom to be eternally in debt because I got a college degree. The freedom to childlessly envy Scrooge McDuck and Disney's happy endings. The freedom to use food stamps to not starve to death, but to be labeled as a lazy, entitled son of a bitch. The freedom to be raised in a single parent home and to repress my envy for any man who knows what it's like to grow up having a father in his life. Poets are targets for America's hatred because we're a bunch of angsty liberals, sentence fraggots who subscribe to Conspiracy Theory Weekly. America, you love to hate these things that I am writing right now. You don't like any telepathic variants in your holiday vacation time with your shadows on the wall that advertise products that fulfill us for nanoseconds until the next fix of projections is bestowed upon us. America, your politicians don't like poetry because they don't know what metaphors are. ISIS and the KKK throw house shows where they listen to Metallica and light fires. America, you're dumb, and not in the Nirvana kind of way. You're dumb in the literal sense of the word. I'm a dumb drum. I'm a glass barbarian, a Philistine who's on the verge of showing you his 401k. A Caliban who lies about his traveling salesman pass. He can't afford Netflix, so he writes down his dreams and reads books from the local library. Both are free, which gives him the ability to clothe himself. Self-reliance is camping out in your rich bro's backyard. Objectivism is robotically raping an architecture enthusiast chick and then blowing up your supposed masterpiece of a building. Because you're a little baby that can't perceive anything other than what's directly in front of its face. America is all about business ethics instead of religion. America, you died trying to be a rock star. America, you bought Axis Boldest Love for $5 today on cassette, but the tape doesn't work. America, you're a redneck with no class or couth. You sit in your front yard with your shirt off and say fuck every other word even when you're talking to little kids. To celebrate summer, you put on a Halloween mask and scare small children when they're camping out in their parents' backyard. They've been neurotic and drawing monsters ever since. America, you're loud and incapable of speaking the Queen's English and poor. Your music is abrasive and noisy and violent and I love it. Punk rock is your bleach. It's your bleach soundtrack. It's your soundtrack. Your music sucks. America, you're killing yourself and pretending it's romantic. You're camping out and watching the stars on your tablet. You are using apps for everything, including baby wipes. America, you hate everything that's abstract. You want everything to be scientific and objective and quantifiable. You've given me more free time to do absolutely nothing of substance, to soil my underpants with smelly farts after eating fries layered with ranch ketchup and processed cheese chemicals. If I want to have poems for lunch, then I have to get as close to dying as I possibly can. My bottom has to be as low as possible for me to want what Jung suggested to Roland, whatever the hell that even is. 
It's this. It's whatever this is. It's a myriad of lamps strewn across talk of it, possibly snowing, even though the skepticism is pink and greenish. America, I don't want to live in you, but I don't want you to leave me. I wish you loved me. Why don't you love me? Am I not pretty enough for you? Should I try to be funnier? Should I hurt people more often like I used to? Subliminally, tell me who to kill, and I unconsciously will. I promise. I'd do anything for you. I love you. My country, tis of thee, sweet mistress of libertines. Mr. Nada, thy bread be done. The Hungry Ghost, formerly known as Catherine, in Helen's. Early on in her beauty career, her allure was somewhat a matter of taste, but by puberty, she knew she possessed a power that was deadly potent and obtruse. After the 20th man asked her to hang out, she understood that she had arrived. Hey, Kathy, want to go out with me? Still being just 16, the rules of attraction are the simplest arithmetic. She has yet to meet Daryl or George. At this phase, she's indulging all the young men's fancies. She's living it up. She's reveling in it. She's going to all of the best parties by herself. She's here! Because the moment she arrives, she is the party. Every hand's hobby is describing and depicting her life to others. Before she's even engaged, yes! There are a million different tales that surround her existence. Her fame defines her, which is a struggle in itself, but her body no longer belongs to her. Because everyone is wrapped up in what happens to her physical form, her mind, by association, belongs to the material world as well. Nevertheless, her mind is just as interesting as her body, and the poets do acknowledge this fact. Even I, the hungry ghost formerly known as Catherine, feel inclined to stress her mental faculties. Her finger paintings of others, of other beautiful hands, are realistic. Her poetry showed great promise. And her dancing made huge herds of men and women follow suit. Any truly beautiful woman is talented and statuesque. And she was the best at being both. I wonder sometimes if the other bards noticed how lonely she was. We'd all like to assume that she was beyond worry, doubt, fear, and the like, but I saw how, lo- how lost she was, more so than any other hand. She wondered what it would be like if she were less beautiful, if she would be able to excel based on her mind alone. She wanted to achieve great feats among among the, po- the philosophers, poets, architects, sculptors, and even so, but even so, she would never know if her spectators were truly vigilant of the painting she created or the unblemished painting that created them. As a result, she would often sit and sigh at the bar by herself for a moment until the tallest, strongest, best-bearded suitor bought her as many stiff, expensive drinks as she cared to swallow.